0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mentally Chill Podcast. It's Kristen Carney, your host, your friend, your lover. You just don't know it yet. I have so much anxiety today. I just want to get that out of the way. I have insane amounts because my dad arrives tomorrow to drive me back to the East Coast after a decade on the West Coast. And I don't really feel sad. I guess I just feel more bummed that I'm going to be back on the East Coast just this time with some lines in my face. I don't know. I guess I have a sense of disappointment, but really I think I just, I want to get this over with. And I don't really mean this as in the trip. I just kind of mean life. Like I don't want it to end. I really don't, but I just, I want to have already done it. I want to be In my cozy bed as an old 89-year-old woman, annoying my grandchildren with stories about Instagram and Twitter and how I'm so glad that they've been wiped out because there was an atomic bomb or something. I just want to be able to tell those stories now, but I can't. So for the time being, I'm trying to stay calm, but with the amount of anxiety that I've had... You would think that I was standing at the edge of Satan's door, which is made of very good wood, by the way. But I don't know how it withstands the heat. It probably has some flame retardant paint or something. But it's like I'm standing at his door and he's waving me in saying, hey, sorry, Karn, the time's up. You got to come in now. At least Satan's company. I won't be alone anymore. Maybe that's a good thing. But I think the reason I'm feeling this crazy end of the world feeling is because it is the end of the world. I came to L.A., And I put my future in this place and then my future didn't feel like it was here anymore. So it's a weird feeling. It's not a great feeling. But I also think I'm feeling this way because I've procrastinated a good amount, which is not surprising. So this whole week, I have been recording like two podcasts a day, which is that's a lot of talking and a lot of words. And I think I am officially all out of words. I could learn new ones, but obviously... I'm not going to do that. So, I'm I'm just I'm spent. I've got no more words. However, I do have more words for Patreon. Hey guys, shout out to Ashley who's the newest cult member. Thanks for coming, Ashley. And yes, I will post the logistics of how I did my move. I just have to figure them out, and I have about 12 more hours to do that, and then I'll let you guys know what I did and how I pulled this off. One thing that I want to say quickly about Patreon, is that they changed their banking to an overseas bank. And so a lot of credit cards or payment methods were rejected uh, this month. And so I lo- so I did notice I, I, my feelings were kind of hurt. I was like, oh, no, I lost so many Patreon people. But a lot of it is due to the cards thinking that it's fraud because it was a charge coming from overseas randomly. So Patreon, I don't feel like they're managed that well. My specific Patreon page is managed wonderfully. So if you do want to continue supporting me on Patreon, especially in this very difficult time of a move to New York City, I very much appreciate it. You can go in there and just change your payment information if you're uh, if you're now considered like a rejection. And I think I'm going to do something live from the road with my dad. So uh, I'll post more about that once I figure out how to... Uh, A live thing on my phone, not on the computer. And so you'll get to be on the road with me and my dad and my dog, uh, the three stooges. I know you guys don't want to miss out on that kind of crazy amazing opportunity. So if your card has been rejected or you want to sign up and join me on the road, you can go to patreon.com/slash mentally chill. And on today's show, I have Lauren Reeves, who's a very funny comedy writer and comedy performer. And she's on talking about what it was like growing up in Alaska and basically all darkness and also what her relationship is like with her therapist and how come she's not dating and uh, a weight gain she had and a spiral of, of drinking and how she dug herself out of that hole, all sorts of things to fill those empty hearts. So thank you so much for listening guys and I hope you enjoy today's show. So growing up in Alaska, you guys have the darkness constantly how do you guys survive that (laughs) um emotionally I mean
1: it's for me because I was born and raised there I didn't know anything else so having nine months of darkness was normal and I remember when I was in fourth grade I think I was what is that 10 or something and I go to I went to Florida for a vacation with my family and I was so excited. I was like, this is blowing my mind. <laughs> like the sun I can is see. coming up early and like then it goes down at night. This is insane. Like that was crazy to me. Cause where where I'm from, um, it, I mean, it's not complete darkness the whole time but it's like during the like December January February it's pretty dark the sun comes up around like 1130 oh and it sets God. around like 130 so and and it barely comes up when I say comes up it's like Mm, just a little peek over the horizon. So it's not like fully up in the sky. And it it's uh, mostly dark. You know, I, I would go to school in the darkness. I would come home, but it'd still be dark. We'd have recess in like, you know, really dark, uh, like the sun just isn't out. Are kids less prone to being afraid of the dark in Alaska? I mean, I have no idea. I had to walk all the way up um, it felt like the longest, like a 10 mile walk for the school bus. It wasn't. It was just like a long driveway. And Any I remember, walking feels like 11 miles. Oh, yeah. Especially when you're a kid and you have your backpack. And I remember walking to the school bus, usually with my like brother and sister. And, um, It would be completely dark and I swear to God, I'd hear like voices. I'm like, uh, there's definitely aliens that are going to (laughs) abduct us. I mean, my mind would go crazy, you know, and then you'd hear something and it'd turn out to be just like a moose, which is still scary. To, you don't want to come across it, that's a incredibly. incredibly scary, in the wild, but yeah. it's like, oh, well, thank God it's
0: not an alien. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> well, before we started, you said, I don't know facts. Mm-hmm. This is a show of non-facts. I also Good. don't know yeah, facts. I'm just making stuff up. Same. <laughs> that's how I get through life every single day. <laughs> but do you think that the seasonal affective disorder mm-hmm. is a lot higher? I mean, naturally.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I don't think I suffered from it when I lived there. But I also didn't know, I I just didn't know what depression or feelings really were like. Um, So I feel like seasonal affective disorder, I know that a a lot of people that I went to school with have have died, you know, have committed suicide Um, because of it. I know that a lot of people kind of start getting suicidal in the spring because the sun's still not coming out and they're like, oh my God, I just need sunlight, Um, Even my best friend in high school, her dad killed himself, I think it was like maybe April and he suffered seasonal affective disorder and like killed himself in their backyard uh, one day when her and I were at school. And um, I know the suicide rate is really high. People do get like lamps and, you know, whatever else, I guess, helps with seasonal affective disorder. But we also have like a huge, not just the darkness. I think that
0: drives you to also drink. And then people I was, was going to be my next yeah. question because you can feel like you're constantly at the right time to go to the bar. Oh, yeah. It's five o'clock somewhere and it's always five o'clock in Alaska.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know that feeling here where especially in the winter and it starts getting dark around like 430 in L.A., I'm like, well, it is definitely time to drink my first glass of wine. Definitely. But then in the summer, it's like, oh, the sun's still out. So I can wait to drink until the sun is down. Like it doesn't feel right drinking like when the sun is still out and you know you're like oh I need to be productive yeah
0: especially after all the years of growing up in Alaska your brain must be programmed for Mm -hmm. certain things like I know growing up in the northeast your brain is programmed to feel that like oh it's fall time Mm -hmm. and now it's springtime and I don't know how is it a weird transition to living in New York where it was the typical
1: not I mean I wouldn't say that like the light uh, was a, you know, the lightness and the darkness. That wasn't really a big transition because once I got, I was older, I was like, oh, that's how things normally are. And I travel a lot, you know, since uh, when I was in high school. And I was like, oh, this is... Alaska's the weird one. Everywhere else is like normal. <laughs> and that's so when your I moved, normal, though, for, yeah. for back then. Yeah, and when I moved to New York, I think the like the culture shock to me you know it was like being in a huge city and going from rural like i grew up on a gold mine in the middle of alaska so having that and then suddenly living in manhattan was like the craziest thing and then where all also, the gold eventually goes yeah and even the cold in in new york i remember living there my first winter um there was like a blizzard And I went out to go shopping because I was like, oh, I I still have to go get like some presents for Christmas. And I'm walking up Fifth Avenue and there was nobody out and all the stores were shut down. I was like, oh, I'm the only person out. I think this is like, I'm like, oh, it's not that bad if you dress for
0: it. Well, (laughs) it seems like you guys would be groomed for harsher conditions and have Mm -hmm. a little bit of a thicker skin and be able to tolerate a lot more, even though the Northeast it creates hearty people. Nothing yeah. compared to Alaska, I would bet.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it's so funny. Last night I went to dinner with uh, my best friend, Sarah Schaefer. And she w- we ordered an appetizer that was like a pretzel. And it was really hot. And so she kept trying to break off a piece. And she's like, ow, ow. And, and her fingers, she just couldn't touch it. So I was like, here. And so I break off a piece. And then I break off a piece for me. And I'm like touching it. And she's like, how are you doing that? And I go, oh, you know what I bet it is? I had frostbite growing up so badly on my fingers that I don't think they feel feelings. Like I could probably put my fingers in, in a fire or ice cold, you know, and just not real. They're just so numb. They're like the men of fingers. They just don't express their emotions. (laughs) emotions.
0: (laughs) So did, uh, the schools ever talk about, this is what vitamin D is. And this is what other States experience for the most part. Did you guys get Um, educated on that? I don't think so.
1: I mean, I can't remember having a class where they're like, okay, this is what... You guys live in a really harsh uh, condition. Like, this is what you need to do to
0: be normal. There was no teach. We didn't learn that in school. It's just so crazy. Yeah. I get that, like, when you grow up somewhere, it becomes your normal. So I'm sure the Mm -hmm. teachers there and all the adults there, it's their normal. So they're not thinking to tell you guys these things. But I would just assume with the depression from from the lack of vitamin D and whatever it is that mm-hmm. they would take adequate steps to make sure that, you know, you guys wouldn't fall victim to it. But maybe, it, I mean, maybe they do
1: now just because people are more aware. Um, you know, I grew, I grew up, um, like, I went to school in the 90s, you know, when I was in elementary school. I don't remember ever learning about, I didn't even know what depression really was. You know, I didn't know... Um, I think I probably felt it, but I didn't know what I was feeling Same. when I lived there. Same. Yeah. No
0: one ever really talked about it. And if they did, I assumed that I wasn't deep enough for depression. Like I remember my mm-hmm. friends told me I wasn't deep enough to be depressed. I had a good family and yeah, and that's all that mattered. And, and so you don't experience any other emotions if you're not dying your hair black and right. you know, having divorced parents. They, that's what I, I thought that's who got depressed. Right. And so I didn't think I was allowed to feel sadness. Mm -hmm. I almost wish I still didn't feel allowed to feel sadness Mm because I probably wouldn't engage in it as much as I do. Or, you know, I almost bathe in it. You know, bathwater's dirty. It's like (laughs) I'm bathing in dirty bathwater every day, but it's just my brain water, basically. My brain is like dirty bathwater. Yeah. I know you said that you had um, classmates commit suicide, Mm -hmm. but did you have any close friends? Um, I didn't have any
1: close friends that um committed suicide. I had I had friends that had died in other ways. I just think Alaska's really dangerous. And I remember um in high school, I think it was like the last couple like maybe my junior and senior year, I had um a lot of friends die just randomly crazy. die. Yeah, like um one guy died in a snow. He was uh, snowboarding and like did a flip and landed wrong and broke his neck and like died instantly um and then my friend heather was killed on homecoming by a drunk driver and they put her car in the parking lot um just to show people like what drunk driving does oh god and, uh, they yeah, actually they used put her the car. Real car
0: yeah it was Shit. crazy. you guys are not yeah, we're hardcore around <laughs> yeah i feel like alaska's slogan should just be alaska good luck yeah good luck no seriously
1: because it's i mean sometimes i think god i had so many close calls with death just um like, my car spinning out of control or, you know, getting into an accident or, um, like, one time sliding down a river embankment and almost taking my car into the, into the river with, like, ice flow and everything. I would have been gone forever, you know? And um, it's... It's really crazy to grow up there and survive. It's almost like, well, if I can do that, I can do anything, which isn't a good mentality. Maybe, maybe it is. Um, I don't know if it's helped me, but it
0: sounds so vintage, though. I think that being in yeah. Alaska now would be like being in the United States in 1785 or something. Yeah, you know, when things were more rugged here and and stuff. So you guys are you guys are stuck in the past, not in the sense of like mm-hmm. progressiveness. I'm not saying, but in just in terms of the the land and survival rate or something. Yeah, it like. like you
1: really have to know what to do if you get into like a situation. You know, like if your power goes out, you you have to know how to like light a fire and like do all these emergency I'd you know, be dead t- in five minutes. Oh yeah. Even
0: if it was a nice sunny day for th- an hour, <laughs> I would I would not survive. Yeah, it's really crazy. I'm quite the pussy.
1: Yeah. I mean I I feel like I would be if I didn't grow up in Alaska. Now I feel like all my friends kind of look at me for answers. If there's something going on, they're like, Lauren will know what to do. She's a Boy Scout. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, 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 right,
0: right. right. Uh, well, you went from living in Alaska to living in Manhattan. Did you experience a dip in your emotions or did you go through a hard time? I, I'm mm-hmm. going there. You yeah, know, I know. you're. days. Yeah. Here, let me tell you what to expect. Right. Yeah. So prep me for feeling awful and scared. Well, do you know where you're living
1: yet? Not yet. Like. Oh, no. okay. Where are you staying when
0: you get there? I'll be at my parents' upstate for the month of August, but then September I'm really settling in. But what I'm scared of is the phrase "wherever you go, there you are,"
1: mm-hmm.
0: which sucks. So yeah. So I'm I'm afraid. Yeah. But I'm
1: excited. It's exciting. But afraid. Yeah. New York is great. I mean, I lived there for a decade. You know, and and I think if I could go back in and I survived. Yeah. But if I could go back in time, I feel like I really figured New York out the last like five years that I lived there. Um, but it took the first five, five and a half years to really go, what neighborhood do I belong in? Where are my people? Mm -hmm. What job should I do? Like what's going to make me the most money that I can pay my, my rent was like $2,500 a month. Um, living in a studio in the West Village. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. So it's like a big deal to have your own place. You're like, oh, my God, I've made it. But Mm -hmm. then, you know, you really have to hustle to like pay that much in just rent every single
0: month. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Every month. Uh, Speaking of every month, patreon.com slash mentally chill. So when you moved there and you had all these new pressures, you really didn't fall into a depression? I did, but I... I think I told you
1: before the podcast, like I didn't even start going to therapy until two years ago. And I even told my therapist last week, I go once a week, I was like, God, I, I used to never cry. It was like, if I cried, it was maybe once a year. Like I really held everything together. And one of my big problems was, um, a lot of people would see it as like, Oh, that's a great quality to have. But I was a stoic. It's like your and- fingers. Yeah, like you're yeah, not you dealing deal, anything, you just deal. It's like, okay, this thing has happened and now I just get through it. And you know, it's it wasn't like I was always very steady and like level-headed and never showed any emotions and just was like, okay, I'm smart, I can figure things out and yes, this bad thing happens, but and I feel like um, you know, it's really awful, but I will prevail and like but it's not like like it's good to talk things out, you know, and it's good to um, like express emotion. Now, like I do cl- acting classes every Sunday and I wear my emotions just right here and I can cry in a second and I can, you can? Uh, express wow. emotion where I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to go win an Oscar. Right, <laughs> like I'm the right. best actress in the world. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, yeah. that's a huge jump but to going go from, from stoic to no, no emotions where I was like, I can't even tell, I don't know what anger is. Like, yeah, I, I think I'm mad. I'll, I'll introduce but, you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. <it>. I know. <laughs> yeah. But I've never like had a fit of rage. I've you know, if, if my road rage, I would say, consists of just being like somebody will cut me off. And I'm like, um, I hope you die. You say it very calm. Right. And uh, or I'm like you're an asshole i just don't really express things you know like i really want to lay on the horn one day do you think that's going to happen one day where you just let it all out i mean sometimes i let myself you know like one time what my oh my god my dog i got so mad he's a puppy and he uh tore up my mattress and it's like a really nice memory foam mattress like Pretty
0: new from when I moved to L.A. It's going to be traumatized from that event if it's memory foam. Sometimes <laughs> I have always, just dad yeah. jokes come to my brain. I, I love it. Not. Yeah, you should be a dad. <laughs> I should be. Oh, my God. I'd be the best, worst
1: yeah. dad. Um, and so I I got home. I, like, I think I went to get my hair cut one morning at, like, 9 in the morning. And I had a really busy day or maybe 8 in the morning. It was, like, really early to get your hair cut. I come back home. I wasn't even gone for that long. And my, my mattress was just completely, and I, uh, I was like, oh my God, I was so mad. And I put him in the car and, cause I was like, I'm taking you to the dog park so you can just run around <laughs> There's and your like, get punishment. all of your energy. But on the way there, I was just yelling and I like h- laid on the horn. I was like, why would you fucking do that? <laughs> And he's in the back and he's just smiling like he's really derpy. He's just like, doo, doo, doo. And, and he's like this really cute, friendly golden retriever. And he just went crazy on my mattress one day. And I was in the front seat. He he sits in the back and I was in the front seat and I'm like, I fucking give you everything. I I work all these jobs just to fucking pay for you and your lifestyle. And I'm like, really like going he was on. he
0: was like an emo teen that you yeah, were so mad at I thought I was so mad but yeah. that was really the
1: first time that I like yelled but it wasn't like uh it didn't scare him if anyone's worried like oh my god he was probably he did not care he's all. going to the dog park I think yeah he, was he loves being in the car yeah. he you know <laughs> and um and I didn't like even yell at him in the apartment. I like waited till I got in the car to really wow, you're like, really patient.
0: Yeah, really patient. <laughs> Do you think since you started showing more emotions that you feel I'm putting in quotations, mm-hmm. weaker? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I,
1: I don't even know if it's weaker is the right word for it, but sometimes I just feel like, oh my God, I'm I'm like getting soft. It's a vulnerability. That's who I am. Yeah. Like and I, I actually like it this way instead of going through the world, just being like, well, it's just me. And you know, like this, like I have to know that, oh, other people care about me. And I'm, I feel like I'm very aware of other people and I want friends and I like, I'm social. And I used to think that I wasn't, You know, I was like, oh, I don't like people. And I I just want to be by myself with my dog. But it's like, oh, no, I actually love conversations. I love going out to dinners. I love seeing my friends. I love going on hikes. I love my dog. I love like watching TV and doing all these things. And I just um, always want to do stuff. Can you rub off on me somehow before you leave? (laughs) Just like we can rub elbows or shoulders just for me to get some of that. Yeah. But it took a long time to realize that um, that was like now who I am is really who I am. You know, and I think if that makes any total sense, sense. but before I was like, I think I was fighting who I was, um, and kind of showing this harder exterior, uh, not hard, but just like, you know, no emotions, nothing really bothered me. Nothing really made me mad. What about watching a tearjerker movie back then? Would you have gotten sad and cried then? Not, not usually. And now I can like listen to, um, commercial on a podcast and tear up you know (laughs) (laughs) right right that's amazing wait so what brought this all out was it the acting classes or what no it was was the change honestly like starting to go like going to therapy was just um it really changed everything you know I started like I I never had that release of like I would talk to people but never really deeply talk to people about what I was going through and then figuring out that I was a stoic and that's how I dealt with life and problems. And I mean, sometimes I would go to therapy and um, sit down and immediately just start crying. I'm like, I don't know why I'm crying. It feels good, (laughs) though, doesn't it? It feels so good. And then we would pinpoint like what it was that like, when did okay, so you were feeling good on Monday and Tuesday, but then something happened Wednesday morning, what happened Wednesday morning, and we would like, really look into my week. And so I feel like I'm really trying to stand up for myself for the first time and, and like hold my ground and not be afraid. That's really hard, especially when you go your, your whole life, you know, just uh, not being bothered by things
0: that you, know, you don't know you're bothered by things. Right. It's, it's like you were living life having no idea that you were standing next to a pile of shit. And then all of a sudden you get your sense of smell. And yeah. You're like, oh my God, I, I've been standing in this <laughs> shit. Oh my God, yeah. it reeks. I, I, wh- how did I not smell this before right yeah yeah it's a huge shift in your mind it is so th- when you got here I said do you feel like you know your therapist too well now because mm-hmm. you've been seeing her for two years yeah and you said I don't really know anything about her yeah which is the norm but for me is hard mm-hmm. so how have you maintained that relationship with her do you just you go in and you just stay focused on what it is you're feeling and talking about yeah sometimes sometimes I've gone off the rail a little mm-hmm. bit with my therapist and I'm like, uh, I'm sorry. What about you? You huh? know, like, <laughs> how are you doing? I feel bad. Yeah. I'm here talking about myself all day. And they're always, of course, professional and just say, no, this is for you. So right. I've never really gotten to know any of them at all. But yeah, do you, do you just kind of go in and zone and just know that this time is for you and you are comfortable I with so. that?
1: I mean, I, I would like to know more about her, but, um, I never, I've never asked, and it feels selfish. It's like, oh, I would never be friends with somebody who never asks about me. Right, you know, yes. that's an right. awful trait in a person. It's like, oh, you're so selfish. You just talk about yourself all the time, and that's what I'm doing in therapy. But I also know that she's there to help me, and that's what you're paying. And for. that's what you're paying for. And it's, um, I, I don't think, I, I. Think feel like I know the boundaries you know I, I feel like I know that I shouldn't ask questions and sometimes she'll offer like something like oh you know well my daughters or or something um like a little story that relates to something I said or whatever um but other than that I don't like know where she lives or you know if she's married or not um I
0: I know nothing. I tried to actually get my last therapist to come on this podcast. Oh, did you? Yeah. and How'd that work out? Not (laughs) great. She was really sweet and nice, but Mm -hmm. uh, I had stopped seeing her for about a year. And I called her one day out of the blue and I said, hey, Uh, it was a voicemail. And I, of course, am awkward in voice voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking for eight minutes and saying nothing. But I said, it's Kristen. I, I haven't seen you in a long time. And I know it sounds weird, but I have a podcast. And I think it'd be funny if you came on and talked about how I am in therapy and maybe some things that I've talked talked about in therapy. Uh-huh. And so she texted me and said, I would love to talk to you about this. <laughs> and so we got on the phone. And boy, oh, boy, was she doing a deep dive with why on earth I would be comfortable having her Come reveal yeah. all this information about me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know, I'm a narcissist sociopath. Is that, is that yeah. a good answer? But I just said, you know, I expose everything about myself anyway. Mm-hmm. I really don't, besides my vagine and, you know, mm-hmm. my hairy legs, I'll <laughs> I'll pretty much just divulge everything. So yeah. I said, I'm really not self-conscious. I said, it's not like I've come to therapy and exposed myself as some super creepy pedophile murderer or something. You know, I don't have anything yeah. that I'm hiding. So um, I said, I'm not really self-conscious. And she just said, Ethically, I don't think I'm very comfortable with it. And so I said, okay, well, just know that I'm going to now talk shit about you on the podcast. <laughs> so here's my moment to talk shit oh, about that's her. Funny. I
1: feel like she's very professional. Like so that was professional. the professional
0: thing to do. I know. I was like, can you yeah. be a little bit more of a fuck up, please? Yeah. Just for my own benefit, stop being so good at your job. Right. But one day she took out, and I loved her as a therapist, mm-hmm. but one day she took out her phone and it was a flip phone. Oh, wow. And this was like last year. And I went, <sighs> I've been taking advice from someone with a flip phone. What? Crazy. So, uh, so then I was going to therapy with that in mind as a joke, kind of in the back mm-hmm. of my mind. And then one day she pulled out her actual phone. So I think her flip phone oh. was like uh, maybe for talking to patients and stuff.
1: That is so wild. But when
0: I saw the flip phone, I thought, you know what? It's better off that I don't know anything. Because then yeah. I could maybe, not that I'm going to lose, I would have more respect for someone mm. with a flip phone nowadays, you know? But, yeah, uh, I mean,
1: it's cool now. I'd yeah, like, now, it's where like- did you get that? I'm like, wow, <laughs> she's like
0: the coolest hipster ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so with the therapy relationship, it's an interesting thing to maintain Maintain society's norms of interacting with someone, which is politeness, mm-hmm. but also being able to be open and honest and yeah. revealing about yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get self-conscious that you might say something she judges? No, um, that's good. And she's
1: she's really good at like reading my face too. So if if she says something and I like kind of change my look, she's like, "Oh, I didn't mean to um, to sound judgmental." Or she'll like say something, and I'm like, "Oh, I didn't even think that. I was just you know, my face. I don't know. I was thinking of something else." <laughs> right, and right. Um, I I tell her everything like she's maybe the first person that I'm like oh you know everything about me like I don't even know my closest friends my family I don't think they even know this much about me and um I'm not afraid of like I can just say anything and I know I'm not being judged maybe I am but I don't feel like I am that's awesome you know I think she's really good at her job and um and she really wants me to have a healthy mind and and be successful and she's really like on my team and I feel that so if I hold back I feel like that's not you're not uh, getting out of it what you should yeah like you really have to like put everything out there because unlike you I feel like I don't I don't say everything you know like I kind of keep a lot of things in
0: and um Then I talk in therapy. So you know that's your moment. You seize that moment because you're, Mm -hmm. you know, all day long being strong. And whereas for me, all day long, I'm being weak.
1: (laughs) So then when I go to therapy, I'm like, I
0: can also be weak here. I need Uh, to have some sort of mm -hmm. something, some sort of dignity left. Yeah. Do you ever. Think that you'll need to um, stop seeing her because she already just knows everything and that you're digging the same ditch over and over? I don't think so because it's like, you know, every week is a
1: different thing. And life, life keeps happening. So life things keeps keep happening. So right. unless I like stop really doing anything and just, I mean, that would be another
0: thing to talk about even, right. you right. know, <laughs>
1: like, why are you not doing anything? Right. <laughs> it's like Seinfeld,
0: but therapy, it's like therapy about nothing. Yeah, exactly. I'm not doing anything and yeah. there's therapy.
1: I mean I I feel like I'm in really good hands. I like going. I go all the way to the West Side for it, you know, which is like coming from that Silver says a Lake. Lot. That means yeah, that's a lot. Like I wouldn't even do that for a guy.
0: Right. I was going to say like this is this is your relationship. Yeah. Like this, this is, is a big deal. It is. To go that yeah. far.
1: Yeah. And um I think it's a sign of a good therapist that you keep wanting to go back every single week and I've learned so much about myself and I feel like now i have the all these skills that were inside of me that like coping skills or just being out in the world and living and living, I trying to live my num- best life i know she's really good yeah. yeah i'll
0: i'll ask her to coffee first i'll be like <laughs> yeah. if we don't work out as like, friends I'm moving then you can be tomorrow, my therapist right <laughs> we have to do all this work very quickly yeah. so quickly <laughs> i think the problem that i've had in therapy is that i end up talking in circles and saying the same thing over and mm-hmm. over and i think that's also the problem with this podcast sometimes ah. but uh the talk therapy for me, I, f- I think feels good and then all of a sudden hits a wall where I end up ruminating on things. The mm-hmm. more I talk about them, the more I feel like they exist in my life. So do you ever think it's um, smart to keep things lower and down? You mean like,
1: you mean like uh, the law of attraction kind of thing? Yeah, like the like more you give it attention, the more it becomes like a real yes. thing. I do believe in that. And I actually read a book for anyone listening that uh, likes that sort of thing. It's called ask. And it is given Um, a couple of my friends are reading it right now. A million dollars. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is such a good, I mean, you have, it's all about like energy and uh, attracting the, your energy, like uh, your vibration to you. And I probably can't describe it in the right way, but um, it works. Like I've gotten things because I think that way, but I also know what you mean. Like, don't, give attention to something
0: that makes you feel bad. Right. Yes. Okay. Here's my question. How do you put positive vibes out without Mm -hmm. jinxing those vibes? Because when you think too much about something, you're like, Oh, I'm going to jinx this. Like, Oh, uh uh-huh. But then also you want to be thinking about it in a positive way to put it in the universe. So what's the, how do you do that? I feel like you just don't think about the jinxing
1: aspect. Like, yeah, you
0: can't even let that enter your mind. No, Like,
1: I don't know if I said this on another podcast recently. I don't think so. Maybe I just told my friends, but, I um I was I left Warner Brothers like the lot and I felt really good and I was like oh my god I love entertainment I love showbiz and I was like feeling really good and then I go to my shitty car <laughs> I hate my car so much I just got it as like I was like I just need like something cuz I'm moving here I don't even know if I like LA I just want something that I can burn on the side of the road if I decide to move back to New York so I get this car and I f- go from feeling like a million bucks <laughs> (laughs) to feeling like, uh, oh my God, I owe $100,000 in debt sort of feeling. Totally, Totally different. And um, so I'm driving and I just start doing this mantra and I I did it for like 10 minutes. And I go, um, I am the richest person in the whole world. No one has more money than me. I am like, there are billionaires, (laughs) I'm a trillionaire. Like I love money, money loves me. And I have so much, like too much money. Everyone says you have too much money, Lauren. Were you actually saying it out loud? Oh, I was saying it out loud in my car. And I was like getting myself pumped up. And I was like, yeah, like I could go fucking buy an island. I should buy an island. And I was like... God, I (laughs) wish we had this recorded. (laughs) I was doing this whole thing. And I pull into the gas station because the light on my dumb car. Oh God, at the same time, it's like Uh, engine dead. uh, Yeah. And so I pull into this... Gas station. I w- I get out of the car. There's a twenty dollar bill on the ground. Oh my god! I, was like, I fucking did, you it. did it. It works.
0: It works. You manifested it. <laughs> I think so. You
1: did. I really feel like I did.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. That's really really crazy. Well, so
1: I try not to like jinx things. I try to really believe them, you know, and go, yeah. I'm just driving this car as a
0: joke, right? <laughs> like, right. 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 <laughs> this is because I'm a humble and a great yeah. person. I chose this yeah. car.
1: So I feel like if I go about it and I make myself laugh and like that really brings up my energy Mm -hmm. and then that attracts like good energy. Yeah, your vibration
0: is high at that point. Yeah, yeah. Well, the therapist that I had a long time ago, I may have mentioned this on the show, I can't remember, but I told her one of the first sessions I was there, I said, I used to feel like I had a sparkle or like Mm -hmm. a light and I think the light is gone and I feel like a negativeness around myself and other people. And I think they're getting it from me, but I don't know how I'm, I'm not purposely trying to give them this negativity. Mm -hmm. And so she said, well, are you interested in, you know, doing something a little bit different next session? And I Mm -hmm. said, sure. And then, so the next session I came With a condom. Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) So the next session I came prepared to do whatever weird thing she was going to do. And I knew she did some spiritually kind of things Mm -hmm. on the side. But she came with two wire hangers, which sounds like a really weird setup for an abortion abortion. joke right now. (laughs) I swear that's not what it is. (laughs) She came with these two wire hangers that were uh, stretched out full length. And one end was tipped up and one Mm -hmm. end was tipped down. And so you held on to... They're called dousing rods. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and people you, find gold with them. They open up to energy. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. it was so insane. So she said, in your mind, sing the most moving song you can think of. Mm-hmm. So I did, and the wire hangers just they opened opened. yeah it was so insane and (laughs) I was like this lady's a con artist she's doing she's moving those on her own so then I did it to her and Mm -hmm. they opened up it was so crazy yeah and then we did the crystal pendulum Mm -hmm. where you hold it over your chakras okay and it swings based on the energy that's coming out of each chakra oh wow She said, I think if it goes clockwise, it means it's Mm -hmm. positive energy. If it goes counterclockwise, it's negative. Not that I have any idea how they know that. And then if it swings back and forth, it's a neutral Mm -hmm. energy. So over my forehead chakra or whatever that is, it did a clockwise swirl. And then eventually we worked our way down to my like... Mm-hmm. genital area yeah, yeah. and it just was dead. Oh, <laughs> it really? It didn't move oh at all. God. I, you know, was just uh, obviously my antidepressants were affecting me yeah, somewhat yeah. in that region. But um, what was so cool about that experience was that it showed me that energy is tangible. Yeah. People can actually mm-hmm. feel it. And oh, yeah. There. I mean, have you
1: have you have you besides that like felt energy like you can feel oh, totally. energy from certain people
0: and situations and one percent. Yeah. I think I didn't trust myself enough to realize mm-hmm. that me perceiving energy was real.
1: Mm-hmm. When I
0: saw it actually physically move open wire hangers, yeah. I was like, "Oh, this whole time, yeah, this whole time." So I think that's really important for people to remember when things are going really badly mm-hmm. in their lives. They're continuing to put out negative vibes and energy, and that that shit's yeah. real.
1: Oh yeah, I mean that that happened to me um, where I like spiraled. It was. I would say like the darkest I've ever felt. Um, and this was in, and you're like, and I've been in Alaska. (laughs) Yeah, it's dark. It's dark. Well, it's not like some people's rock bottom is like way worse, but it was like, I, I gained all this weight in one year. I gained so much weight, like 60 pounds. And, um, and then my boyfriend broke up with me, and I was like, is it because Asshole. I'm fat? And I think it was, but he's like, no, I just don't. I, I look at you like a sister, and I was like, oh, it's because I'm fat. <laughs> my apartment in the West Village, uh, they didn't renew my lease, so I, I like had to stay at my friend's place. My boyfriend broke up with me. Yes, yeah, I was just fat. Was not... I like went home to my parents and was drinking a like literal bottle of Tanqueray every single day. Like starting at eleven in the morning, I was like, I just need to be drunk enough to pass out. Wow. Ugh. But I, you know, really went through this major depression where I just I didn't want to die, but I didn't want to be awake. You know, Absolutely. like being awake was the worst and, and just, I was like, I, I unfriended him on everything, but I'd still like check his, his Instagram, like his tags and stuff and... I pretty much told him, I was like, please don't, he still wanted to be friends. I was like, please don't contact me. Like I loved you. You, I thought you were the love of my life and you broke my heart. And now, and I left, I just, my, me dealing with this was like, well, I lost my boyfriend, my apartment. Now I'm fat. I don't have like any exciting work. Nobody's going to hire me to do on camera stuff. Um, and Then I I like left. I went to my parents' place. I went to visit. So you went all the way back to Alaska. Well, I went to Alaska and they also have a place in Florida. So I went to the place in Florida as well. But I went to Alaska, picked up uh, my dog, went to Florida with him. um, And the dog who lives with me in New York and then was in Florida. And I was just at their house. there, drinking nonstop every single day. A bottle of tequila, wow. of uh, Tanqueray. Wow. It was insane. I should have been sponsored. And, then, <laughs> and, I, and I was like chain smoking cigarettes. And I hadn't smoked at all. I was just like I, I on self-destruct mode. And then I, I did that for like a couple of months. I just was so lost. Wow. I didn't know what to do. Wow. And I got um, offered this. It wasn't a job with NASA, but it was like uh, NASA like reached out to me to cover a rocket launch. And I was like, oh, in California. Uh, Yeah, uh, I think it's Vandenberg Air Force Base. Is that what it's called? I I might be wrong. But it's like up above Santa Barbara and like Lompoc, that area. So I was like, oh, I should go. And then I came here and like the sunshine and just like having a car and freedom and like driving. I landed at LAX. I drove all the way up to this um, NASA, like whatever, rocket air force base. That's um, exciting. Covered this. Something world. to look forward to. Yeah, it was something to look forward to after literally... I have this picture that I drew on my iPad that was like my my apartment burning down and me being inside like a stick figure of me like on fire. And I was like, New Year's resolutions, 2015. <laughs> right. I Celebration. To die in a fire. Right. And um and so then I ended up coming to um LA and sticking around for like a month and going, oh, my everything just changed. My mood changed. I suddenly I like stayed with my friends on the beach in Hermosa and I was going, doing like running every single day all along the the pier. And then I got a job and I was like, oh, I have a lot of friends out here. And then I lost, uh, I went down to 135 pounds. Like it, this all happened within like a year, like gaining all that weight And then coming out here and losing all like even more weight and being 135 pounds, going from like 200 something. Right. And um, I just was like, that's what I do when I'm depressed. I escape. I go to my parents' house, um, because I don't have to like pay for anything. I could just like sleep as you know and just be like a piece of shit loser. Mm -hmm. And that is not how you should
0: solve things right you know. when you're going through something I think you need that time to wallow so you yeah. can mm-hmm. get to that rock bottom right where the change is so necessary yeah and you have no other choice because there's really nowhere else to go but up mm-hmm.
1: well now I'm trying so when I feel depressed um, and it happens you know I'll, I'll get depressed like throughout the year and I just have to remember alcohol is not my friend food is not comfort and and seek other like if seek other ways of like getting my mood up, mm-hmm. you know, because I will go into this self-destructive mode and then I'm like, oh, my God, I gained 30 pounds. <laughs> so when you got here, did you immediately start going to therapy or this therapy no. happened much later? Yeah, it, it happens. I've been here for a little bit more than three years. Okay. And then I started going to therapy almost two years ago. Mm-hmm.
0: So you brought yourself back to life on your own. You didn't use therapy, and that's good that you got yourself out of it. Because you hear stories of people not and not. Yeah, and that's like I'm not.
1: I'm not a fucking loser. Yeah, you know that. And you're a trillionaire, right? The richest
0: woman in the world. You're gonna find a hundo (laughs) and walk out my door. Oh, I hope so. Guaranteed. Okay, so uh, some segments before you go. We don't have much time, but um. Uh, for FDAT shit, I wanted to talk about something that I didn't even know existed until mm-hmm. today before you were coming over here called summer onset seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad. The acronym is so sad. Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: That's appropriate. <laughs> right, <laughs> And it's the
0: opposite of um, people who get seasonal affective disorder by mm-hmm. lack of light and stuff. Okay. These people get sad from summertime mm-hmm. and I, I've always wondered that because the song by Lana Del Rey, Summertime Sadness, yeah. whenever I hear that, I'm like, yeah, shut up. There's no summertime sadness. And apparently there, I mean, I, there's everything. You know, I feel
1: like but, I, I have had that. I, cause I don't like too much light. I feel off. I feel sad.
0: Interesting. Yeah. That's well, so that might answer. I didn't even know that so, so much a sense. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it affects 19 million people in America yearly. Okay. And, uh, The causes and contributing factors are heat and relentless sun, Mm -hmm. financial stress because of summer vacations, all those Mm -hmm. expectations, um, interrupted routines. So if you're a teacher or something like that, uh you're thrown off your normal daily activity. And the last one is body image. So it brings Mm up issues. Oh, yeah, like beach body. Yeah. Right. Uh And, And it says mostly women are affected by it but Mm -hmm. uh I I really was like no no you can't get there's all the light but apparently I think it's real I I feel like I've felt that
1: where I I feel off like oh the sun like I get anxious like please set please go away so I can like feel normal I think that's like yeah and then I sometimes I feel bored
0: absolutely you know
1: where i'm like it's the sun is still
0: out i don't know what else to
1: do i know i know like i can't watch
0: tv i know it's like a pretty girl being pretty all the time it's like can you do something different can you give me a little personality (laughs) living here and being from the northeast which is a lot of winter and rain Mm -hmm. and i mean it's nowhere near the darkness of alaska but it's Uh pretty close because of the lack of sun but uh at least it was interesting at Mm -hmm. least i would hear the rumble of thunder or you know feel the Feel the beginning part of the rain, which is, you know, this humid, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's at least things, whereas right. here it's just constantly pretty
1: and it it's is. boring.
0: It does get boring. The light. Yeah. And, and sometimes when I'm driving in the car and you know, the sun, it's just like, can you just let me drive? I know you're, you're it, killing it's me here. Yeah. I could do without this sun, so much sun. Same. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm ready to go back East. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next one, uh, is a sad off. Okay. So we're going to have a sad off. Okay. You go first. So I say something
1: that's sad about me. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, does it count? I drive a 2007 Dodge caliber and I don't even know what that is. So I feel like you win already. Well, Oh, it gets worse. The registration expired like a year, more than a year ago. Oh, my God. And I have all these unpaid parking tickets that I'm like, oh, my God. I, You know, so I'm putting it off. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I got pulled over twice recently. Like, uh, the cops are like, yeah, you have an expired registration. Like, really expired. Not just expired. expired, Like, this is more than a year. I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm a really – I hate this car. I didn't even want it, you know. Like, can't I just – like, can somebody please steal it or something? But I think I'm stuck with it. I think I have to go pay thousands of dollars in fines oh, yeah. for this. I've heard of people leaving their key in their mm-hmm. car to get their car stolen. See, I don't do that. Especially, I wouldn't say I do that on a podcast if there's <laughs> like, an, if my car <laughs> does get stolen. Yeah. But uh, I feel like my car was broken into before and I do have like a spare key in it. Uh, because sometimes if I leave my dog in the car and the car's running, yes, I take want be to bear key with the, me. Right. Yeah. And um, I just want somebody to find it and like see where I park in Silver Lake. They're like, oh, here's a car in front of Cedar Lodge Terrace.
0: Like, I should probably break into this Dodge Caliber. Right. Well, so <laughs> I would think someone with that car would. Go, you know what? I don't even have the strength to lock it. Like I, you know, I would see that and go emotionally. I'm pretty sure they're checked out, so I'm probably able to open the door right now and yeah. go go through this car. Oh my god! Because they're somebody up.
1: steal my car. I have
0: to. I'm gonna have to either peek at your car before you go or Google oh, it because yeah. I have no idea what a Dodge Caliber is. I mean, is it a? It's it's a it's sedan.
1: A, yeah, it's like a. I don't even know what it's called. It's like a hatchback sort of, but. It's it looks like an Oregon mom car. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It doesn't look like a cool like like I feel like I'm pretty successful and like have my shit together and I'm in California. It's like me and my awesome fucking golden retriever and we're zipping around in this ugly ass car. We need leather seats. I need a fucking sunroof and a moonroof because I love the moon. And uh, my dog is like, why are we in this piece of shit car? I'm a golden retriever. I'm a golden
0: retriever. Like, bitch, I will find somebody better than you (laughs) to take care of me. All I have to do is stick my tongue out a little bit. And oh, my God, they'll scoop me up within seconds. Okay, that was a good round one for you. I'm going to do my little competing story. I am leaving Los Angeles because I want to leave Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. But my registration is actually due. August oh. 2nd today actually oh, wow. it's weird that is so silly. weird wow that we would be talking about this uh-huh. i threw it away it's $1000 yeah for parking tickets and yeah. i i partly timed to leave la to avoid to avoid paying that $1000 so it's a pathetic way to leave california but I'm, I'm running away essentially from paying my <laughs> registration. Cause I thought, well, maybe I'll go in the fall. Yeah, yeah. But then I was like, but then if I go in the fall, then my yeah, tags will be expired pay. and yeah. have to pay a thousand bucks. So we're both great with avoidance behavior. Avoid. Yeah, totally. So what are you doing with your car? So I think I'm, I've Googled it. Mm-hmm. I've gotten no strong answer, but I think the tickets won't roll over when I try to re-register it in New York they okay. might stay in California. Yeah, it might be a lie, and I might get home and then get hit with late fees. Maybe but so. You can, like, I might probably be making it worse. Them out of stuff like that. I don't know. Well, my I think I'm going to give my car to my dad, so I'm okay. hoping that we can swap the name away. Yeah, but I actually did this, and this is part of my sad off. I did this with one of my other cars. So I have a Jetta right now, mm-hmm. and I had a Jetta before as well. But when I got rid of this 2004 Jetta. I did it for the exact same reason because oh I wanted so to. So you know it works then. I, uh, but right. I, I, it did work and I, I didn't yeah. know it would work at the time. I went to the dealer and mm-hmm. was like, well, I need a new car anyway. And I have all these parking tickets and I know they like switch new, give you new plates. Mm-hmm. And so I just said, you guys deal with the plates. And I never ended up getting anything in the mail. Or, oh, perfect. So, so it's like almost yeah. I do things. I I go out of my way to make things hard for myself. Mm-hmm. And then try to find a way to make them easy for myself right. by doing stupid things like that. By getting yeah. a new car just because I don't want to pay for the fines attached yeah. to the old one. Oh, yeah. I get it. Um, I could just pay them along like a responsible Like a normal, adult.
1: responsible. Like everyone else does it. I don't know. Like I, I think especially coming from New York and not having a car for so long, I just don't know things about cars. I don't know what a smog check is for. Um, no one does. I, yeah. Like I could give a shit about my car. I don't understand why I have to have registration. Like I've never gotten an, an accident or a DUI or pull like nothing. I'm a pretty good driver. So uh, why do I need to worry about all that
0: bullshit? Yeah. Think as little about it as possible. And eventually yeah. everything disappears. Yeah. That's well, the way I deal with problems. I do
1: have a plan. Um, I do want to take care of it because it is bothering me so much, especially getting pulled over twice recently. I was like, fuck. And the cop, I I got the ticket in the mail, and it's like, oh, I have to go to driving school or pay like more in a ticket. It's like $500 almost. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I'm like, I have to do this. I can't get any more. It's just going to get worse and worse. Yeah. And I should do it. Like, I I have the money. I should just fucking do it. I don't want to do it. Like, I want to go buy clothes. You know, I don't want to go buy or pay for
0: this fucking piece of shit car that I don't even like. Right. Of course. It's like going out to dinner with a friend. You're like, but I don't even like this friend. I just paid $80 I, yeah, for this whole exactly. dinner. My steak and my drink. Ugh, I yeah. had to get a steak with this friend. It wasn't worth it. Right. I don't like this like person. Right, and it's
1: like you have to, then you have to do the right thing and not be friends with that person. So I have to do the right thing. <laughs> right, right. And like pay off my car, pay all of that shit, Sell my car and get the car that I want. Yeah, you know, like I want a Porsche McCann or a <laughs> Tesla. Like I want like a really nice luxury this SUV. The whole way to your therapy oh, appointment when yeah, you Yeah, I'm going to. Okay, yeah. I'm like starting it now. It's gonna pick up when I get in the car. I love <laughs> this. Um, okay, one more round of the sad off, and okay. then. Um, okay, uh, here's a sad off. I can't even remember the last time I went on a date. I it's probably been like more than a year. No I just desire. Yeah. I don't I don't have a crush. I haven't met anyone that I'm like, wow, you're amazing. I'm just like doing my own thing. Um, I've been working a lot. I like wrote a book, which you know, I've just been like keeping busy and I've been hanging out and like nurturing friends friendships with people that I really like that are my girlfriends. And I'm like, oh, I really like these people. So I'm gonna spend my free time with them good and um and I also like spending free time with my dog but I'm not working but I don't leave any time for like dates I'm not on any dating sites I like kind of signed up for bumble for like a week and then I was like oh no no (laughs) I I did get a lot of Instagram followers from it but
0: that's the um, only reason to use it
1: I know (laughs) but then I was like I don't even want to be on here anymore because they were all sending me messages I didn't write back anyone I was just like I it's not worth the responsibility all of a sudden now you have to write respond to things. Yeah, and then like, they no. all like unfollowed me when I didn't follow them back and I was just like I don't I this isn't a game. I don't want to play this game right it's now. It's not worth it. Like I feel like I'll meet someone when the time is right, when I like things are good. I mean, things I think are are good, but I just uh don't think about dating, really.
0: I'm just like, well... So no hooking up within the past year? No. Mm-mm. Wow. No, no. I love, though, that you have a good perspective on it. It's like, I'll do it when I want to do it.
1: Yeah. Like, I know that it'll happen again. Like... <laughs> Obviously. I feel like I... I'm, yeah. You know, an attractive woman yes. living in LA is like, you know, fun to hang out with. And it'll happen. I just... um need to like be in the, in that mindset and I just haven't been there.
0: Yeah. If you're not there, don't force it. It's not worth yeah. it. Yeah. All right. To compete with that sat off uh, or to compete with that. Uh I was in a relationship for eight years. It's a long time. That didn't go anywhere Ugh. and had a really bad breakup, which I never talk about on the show. Um, Why? Just uh, too hard or. Yes. Uh, wanna... X stuff doesn't want yeah. me to. And, oh. uh, and, uh, Then I did do the Bumble thing and was obsessed with one guy for a year who strung me Mm -hmm. along for a year and uh, was awful to me and I was pathetic and I hadn't heard from him in a few months and in perfect Kristen Carney fashion, I was out to brunch and I ran into him and his new girlfriend. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, That was a rough, that was a rough day. How many times did you hang out with him while he strung you along? Did you see him a lot? I would see him like once every two weeks. Yeah. And it was like like whenever. No. Only when he is available. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so cliche and it's embarrassing to look back Mm -hmm. on and think I didn't see the signs that I was just like a, you know, the late night, not that I was a late night call and being a hoe, but it would be (laughs) 1030 and he'd be like, hey, want to come meet me out? And mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Oh my God, yes! Yeah, I'm so like, excited." Get ready? Go! Yeah, yeah. I uh-huh. would be painting my nails. Like yeah. I usually don't care about my nails. Yeah. And uh, then I realized once he would never take me to the movies. That's when it started to hit me. Oh okay, I think I'm like that girl. And so that was a weird experience to That's be that so girl. weird
1: to like not even take you to the movies.
0: Yeah. That's a like, weird move. It was gross. Yeah. Uh, and then, but he would promise me the movies when I went home. He'd be like, when you get back, we're going to go to the movie. Because he knows how much, or he knew how much I love the movies. Yeah. But anyway, his girlfriend that I saw him with, she is, you know, like, tw- I'm 35. She's mm-hmm. probably 24. Mm-hmm. She models bikinis on Instagram. Yeah. And is like, you know, the cliche of who this guy yeah. would need to have in his life. So, I was like, okay, well obviously I wasn't his type. Um but yeah, so that was a that was a bad it's experience. It's hard. Yeah. Dating in LA is is weird because you
1: are um competing with like these beautiful young 20-year-olds like bikini models. Like literal bikini. Yeah. You're like you're so beautiful. Like if I were a guy, I would like want to date you oh you're a sweetheart but ugh, dating dating is I you know I had a guy who um the last guy I dated this I don't know this was in LA so it was like post breakup from my New York guy that like broke my heart and it was really the first guy that I dated and um this is an example of my stoicism we're dating for a couple months I really liked him I'm like at his house you know all the time like every night and then uh Driving from my place, and in, in, I lived in Los Feliz. He lives in Santa Monica. Like, that's a commute. Oh, yeah. That means you that's really like somebody. therapist commute. Yeah. And um, doing that, like, almost every day. And if we didn't see each other, we'd talk on the phone for, like, hours every single night. And um, we'd, like, vacation together and stuff. And then I found out um, he had, like, a, a secret girlfriend. <gasps> she didn't live in L.A., but he would, like fly to see her or like fly her in and then he would cancel plans with me and and make up something like oh yeah my buddy's here so we're gonna go hang out and like he would always say his buddy so I'd assume it was like a dude Mm -hmm. and then uh, she would like tag him he he's old you know so he doesn't know how Instagram works of course yeah and he'd like she'd like tag him In photos and stuff. I'm like, who is is this? And Mm -hmm. then I looked at her Instagram. I was like, oh my God, they're also dating. Wow. I don't, what if she, does she know about me? Yeah. And I didn't say anything. I just let it, I just kept dating him. Oh my God. And I just was like, I told my friends, they're like, you need to break up with him, like in things. And I was like, I don't know. He's like fun to hang out with and stuff. And I really (laughs) like him. So May the best woman win, I guess. Right. I'm not gonna say anything. And so I didn't. And um and we kept dating for months and months. Holy. And then finally, um, I told him I knew because he like wanted to have a talk about our relationship. And, and you're he like, oh, really, yeah, yeah, no, I know her.
0: Her and I well, are good friends. Yeah,
1: he really wanted things to like get more, like be Whoa. like he really liked me. And um I was like, Oh, that's so funny because I thought um, you know you have this other girlfriend I thought that things weren't that serious so I haven't really been taking it that serious uh, and then we ended up breaking up but we're still friends and we talk all the time and um, I don't hate him that's I good. just was like oh now if I was dating a guy and I found out about this like a secret girlfriend I'd be like oh no that's not like I'm. that's just not me well, you obviously, know? if you want to hang yeah. out with her then that's fine but I'm not going to like be lied to
0: yeah, yeah yeah I think that's a good route to take uh who won in the, in the sad huh? um I feel like I feel like I'm sad you for did it. yeah I think um, I'm sadder on a daily basis okay like every day like you're like <laughs> oh I love my friends and I love to go to dinner and uh, I'm like I hate being I hate alive and I hate everything <laughs> so I think overall we're maybe tied because you definitely won the sad off okay but I think in life I'm uh, sad, sad yeah er- okay ish. I hope to not be maybe one day. Yeah. Maybe. Fingers crossed. But. I know. Well, thank you so much for doing the show. Oh, my God. Thank you. And really uh, tell people where they can find you and all that good stuff. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, somebody took my Instagram name. So, I mean, it's their name, too. Right. right? <laughs> so Instagram is Low Reeves. L-O Reeves. But I, I feel like people should just follow my dog on Instagram, um, cause he posts all the time and he's really cute. Yeah. He's a golden retriever. Yeah. His name's Percy with an I P E R C I Reeves. Um, he's a one-year-old golden retriever. Please follow him. And then at Lauren Reeves
0: on Twitter. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so you guys know the deal. If you want to support the show, please go to Patreon, patreon.com slash mentally chill. And if you like the show, please rate it five stars. Thank you for being such great listeners. a great community. And I hope you guys are having a good summer and not uh, having any of that summertime sadness. However, you guys do know the deal. I want you to have some sadness to listen, but not too much sadness. See you next time.